نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ربنا زدنا علما إن شاء الله we'll begin from باب number 57 today أبواب صلاة الجماعة باب يقوم عن يمين الإمام بحذائه سواء إذا كان اثنين باب يقوم he will stand عن يمين الإمام on the right side of the imam بحذائه next to him سواء level meaning in the same row إذا كان اثنين when they are two meaning when two people are praying together then how will they stand together the imam he will stand and on his right side who will stand the ma'mum Meaning the person who is following the imam, he will not stand on the left side of the imam. Rather, where will he stand? On the right side of the imam. And this is the sunnah. This was the way of the Prophet ﷺ. And also we see what is mentioned over here is بِحِذَائِهِ Meaning right next to the imam, such that sawa'an. Both are standing in the same row. Because when there are more than two people praying together, then the imam stands in front of the people. But when there are only two people praying together, then the imam and the person praying with him will stand together right next to each other. Some ulama said that the imam should stand you know, a step ahead. All right? But we see from the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ that no, the imam and the ma'mum both should be in the same row. Meaning the saf, the row, should be formed such that both are standing next to each other. And the evidence of this is حدثنا سليمان بن حرب قال حدثنا شعبة عن الحكم قال سمعت سعيد بن جبير عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال he said ابن عباس said بت في بيت خالتي ميمونة I stayed the night at the house of my خالة my aunt and who was she ميمونة and she was the wife of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم so during the night what happened فصلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم العشاء he performed the عشاء prayer ثم جاء فصلى أربع ركعات then when he came home he performed four ركعات and after performing those four ركعات what happened ثم نام then he went to sleep ثم قام then during the night he stood up فجئت he stood up meaning in order to pray فجئت so I also came فقمت عن يساره and I stood on his Left. So Ibn Abbas, a young boy, he saw the Prophet ﷺ praying the night prayer. He also got up in order to join him. But where did he join him? On his left. فَجَعَلَنِي So he put me عَنِ يَمِينِهِ on his right. How? That he moved him. Right? فَصَلَّ خَمْسَ رَكَعَاتٍ And the Prophet ﷺ performed five rak'at. ثُمَّ صَلَّ رَكَعَتَيْنِ And then he performed two rak'at. ثُمَّ نَامَ Then he went to sleep. حَتَّى سَمِعْتُ غَطِيطَهُ until I heard his ghatit, meaning I heard him snoring. Awqala khatitahu, same thing. Thumma kharaja ila salah, and then he went for the prayer, meaning for the fajr prayer. So we see that in this incident, we learned that Ibn Abbas came and stood on the left side of the Prophet ﷺ, but because there were only two people, the Prophet ﷺ moved him to his right side, because that is the proper way that the person who is praying with the Imam should stand on his right side when there are only two of them. باب إذا قام الرجل when a man stands عن يسار الإمام on the left side of the imam so what should the imam do should he just let him be or should he move him فحوله الإمام so the imam should move him إلى يمينه to his right 
And if the imam is moving him, now obviously the imam is making some kind of movement, right? Either he's going to move the person, you know, with his arm or his hand or something, and the person is going to walk from the left side of the imam to the right side of the imam. Is this going to corrupt the prayer of the imam or the person standing with him? No. Lam tafsud salatuhuma. It does not invalidate the prayer of either of them. Because even though the imam is moving, and the ma'mum is moving, but remember that this movement is for the purpose of perfecting the prayer. And any movement that is not part of the prayer, but it is done during the prayer, in order to perfect the prayer, that movement is permissible. You understand? So for example, if a person is praying, and when they started their prayer, they made sure that their hijab, everything was fine. But during the prayer, they feel that their hijab is going to fall off. So now they're moving in order to fix their hijab. Or somebody comes, like a child comes and pulls on their hijab and it's almost about to fall off. Right? They, they, they took care of it before they started the prayer, but during the prayer something happened. And because of that, they have to move. Now, is that movement going to corrupt the prayer? No, it is not going to invalidate the prayer. Why? Because it is for the purpose of perfecting the prayer. Likewise, if when people are praying together and suddenly somebody has to move and leave the prayer and the rest of the people, they come together, they move a step ahead or a step to the right or to the left in order to fill in the gap, does that invalidate the prayer? No, it doesn't. Lam tafsud salatuhuma. So we see that whether the imam moves or the people behind him, they move. If it's for the purpose of perfecting, improving the prayer, then that movement is completely permissible. حدثنا أحمد قال حدثنا ابن وهب قال حدثنا عمر عن عبد عن عبد ربه ابن سعيد عن مخرمة ابن سليمان عن كريب مولى ابن عباس عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال نمت عند ميمونة it's the same hadith but just narrated differently earlier we learned بدتو over here we learned نمتو meaning I slept عند ميمونة والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عندها تلك الليلة The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was in her house that night فتوضأ Then he performed wudu ثم قام يصلي Then he stood in order to pray فقمت على يساره And I stood on his left فأخذني So he took hold of me فجعلني عن يمينه And then he placed me on his right side فصلى So it shows that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم took hold of Ibn Abbas Perhaps by his hand Right? And moved his head, okay, and found that Ibn Abbas perhaps understood that I'm supposed to go on his right side. So there was a lot of movement over here. In the previous hadith, we learned that he performed how many rakah? Khamsa. And then after that, he performed two rakah. Right? In the previous one, over here we see that he how many? 13 rakat. ثُمَّ نَامَ حَتَّى نَفَخَ Then he went to sleep until he نَفَخَ Meaning he exhaled deeply. And that is a sign of deep sleep, almost snoring. وَكَانَ إِذَا نَامَ نَفَخَ And the Prophet ﷺ, when he used to sleep, he would نَفَخَ He would exhale deeply. Meaning you could hear his heavy breathing. So it shows that this is, I mean it's perfectly normal. In the sense that if a person does it, it doesn't mean that there's something rude or because when a person is sleeping, the sound that's coming from their mouth or from their nose is not in their control. Then the mu'adhin came to him. Then he went out to pray, but he did not perform wudu. Now 
Now we read this hadith earlier in Kitab al-Wudu in detail and we also learned the issue of wudu. But we see here that from this hadith many scholars they have derived that sleep in itself does not invalidate wudu because this sleep was short. Okay, even though it was deep but it was very short because he slept for a very brief amount of time after his prayer. Some ulama said that the prophets are different. When they're sleeping, their heart is still awake. So they know if they have lost their wudu or not. But others said that the Prophet ﷺ did this action, Ibn Abbas witnessed him. So if a person is in a sitting position, for example, and he dozes off for a few moments, right, that does not invalidate his wudu. Likewise, if a person is sitting and they just put their head on the bed or in a chair and they doze off for a couple of minutes or they fold over and they doze off for a couple of minutes, that in itself will not nullify the wudu. A person must have that feeling that, okay, yeah, I, I didn't break my wudu. The, the scholars have put those conditions, but like from this hadith, what do we see? The Prophet ﷺ, he was sleeping, he was snoring, right? So from this, they have said that sleep in itself does not break wudu. But if a person is sleeping for a long time, like for example, the whole night long, for like three, four hours, then obviously when he will wake up, he will be in a completely different state. He needs to freshen up. But let's say you're performing your prayer, and as you're doing your adhkar, you fall asleep. And then you wake up and you see the time, and it's only been 10 minutes or so. Right? And you feel perfectly fine, so you can get up and pray. But if you feel like, no, it was like really deep sleep, and I don't even know if I have my wudu still, I feel like I need to go to the bathroom, then in that case, it's safer to perform wudu. Bab, إِذَا لَمْ imamu, When the imam does not yanwi. What does yanwi mean? It is from niyyah. Niyyah is intention. So when he does not make the intention. So when the imam does not have the intention to do what? Anya ummah. To lead the people in prayer. Meaning, here is a man, he's standing in prayer, and he doesn't have the intention of leading people in prayer. He just went to the masjid, and he started praying himself. But what happened? Summa jaa qawmun. Then some people came, and they joined him. فَأَمَّهُمْ So he leads them in prayer. So this man goes to the masjid. He says, Allahu Akbar. He starts performing his salah. A second person, he walks into the masjid. He sees this gentleman performing the salah. So he says, you know, I have to perform my nafil. I might as well join him. Or I missed my jama'ah. I might as well join him. I'll get the reward of jama'ah. You understand? So he joins him. And he stands right next to him. Now, the first person, he didn't have the intention of being the imam. Now he has to lead. So what do we see here? That it is permissible for him to do that. Okay? And he must. Because the other person has joined him now, so he must lead the prayer. Now how will he lead the prayer? Wherever he is, he is going to uh, start performing the prayer as if he was the imam. So for example, if he is standing in qiyam, he just got up from his rakah, he is standing in qiyam. And let's say it's the time of Isha. So he's going to start reciting out loud. Okay? Or let's say he's in Rukur and this person joins him. So when he gets up, how, how is he going to say Samya Allahu liman hamida out loud? Okay? Just like an Imam does. So he's going to take on the role of Imam even though he did not start the prayer as Imam. So the issue over here is that a person did not start the prayer as Imam. Can he take on the role of Imam during the prayer? Yes, he can. 
But I mean the other person who's come uh, He might be performing his Isha Other person who has come to join him I mean he's joining him in prayer Jama'ah is mainly for which salah? Fard Fard right? So the person who's joining him Most probably he's joining him for Isha Right? So for that purpose he should recite out loud If he's praying by himself Alone He doesn't have to recite out loud when a person is performing prayer himself, okay, he does not do jahar. When a person is performing prayer himself. But when he's leading others in prayer, then fajr, maghrib and isha, they are jahar. When he's leading, then he will recite out loud. Of course, it applies to women also. Of course, a little bit is fine, but not out loud completely. Of course, you can hear. So for example, alhamdulillah. This is fine But Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim This is Jahar Okay This is in Jama'ah Okay So what's the evidence of this? Haddathana Musaddadun Qala haddathana Ismail ibn Ibrahim An Ayyub An Abdullah ibn Sa'id ibn Jubayrin An Abihi An ibn Abbasin Qala bittu he said, I spent the night in the khalati near my khalaf, meaning in her house. فَقَامَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ يُصَلِّي مِنَ اللَّيْلِ He stood up in order to perform the prayer night. فَقُمْتُ أُصَلِّي مَعَهُ So I also got up in order to, to pray with him. فَقُمْتُ عَنْ يَسَارِهِ I stood on his left. فَأَخَذَ بِرَأْسِي He took my head. فَأَقَامَنِي عَنْ يَمِينِهِ And he made me stand on his right side. So this is where we learn how the Prophet ﷺ moved him. Okay. Now, what do we see? The Prophet ﷺ, he started the prayer himself. Okay? Not with the intention of being Imam. But what happened? During his prayer, Ibn Abbas joined him. So then the Prophet ﷺ leading the prayer as Imam. You understand? Now, which prayer was this? It was during the night. Was it Fard? What was it? It was Tahajjud. It was Nafal prayer. Right? So we see that in the Nafal prayer, the Prophet ﷺ was performing nafil. Ibn Abbas was performing nafil. Okay, so Ibn Abbas joined him in nafil. So first of all, this shows that nafil prayer can be performed in congregation. There is absolutely no harm, and especially if there is someone who knows more Quran than you, who recites better than you, and you happen to be in the same place, then you might as well pray together because uh, you will get the reward of Jama'a also. So we see that nafil prayer can be performed in congregation. So this leads us to the Ramadan issue. I mean, people do have an objection that at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, this was not a usual habit of the Sahaba to come together in the masjid and perform Qiyamul Layl in Jama'ah. But we see that the Prophet ﷺ did lead the people at certain occasions. And we see that most of the people at that time, what were they? Hufaz. They knew the Qur'an. So they were capable of performing the prayer themselves. But yet the Prophet ﷺ led them in prayer at certain times. Now when the majority of the people is such that they don't know the Qur'an, then what is better? That someone leads them. All right? And we see that this is exactly what happened over here. Ibn Abbas went and joined the Prophet ﷺ. Now with regards to this issue, joining a person in prayer so that they become the imam. Remember there are three Opinions amongst the scholars concerning this issue. Some scholars say that it is not permissible. 
it is not permissible. They say that if a person started his prayer himself, he cannot become the imam during the prayer. Strange, I know, but this opinion exists. And it's a very common opinion, in fact. So that's the opinion they follow. That the person who is the imam must have the intention of being the imam when before starting the prayer. So they say that a person cannot shift his niyyah, cannot change his niyyah, cannot change his role from fard salah to jama'ah during the prayer. You understand? They said a person cannot become imam during the prayer. But this clearly contradicts the sunnah. It clearly contradicts the sunnah. I mean, they did, like for example, there's another incident also which we will learn about, about Mu'adh bin Jabal, that he used to pray with the Prophet wasallam, and later on he used to go and lead others. And other instances also where you know, somebody became the imam, joined later, and they said that uh, the Prophet ﷺ was unaware of the incident. But the fact is that you cannot say that the Prophet ﷺ was unaware because what's the evidence of that? And secondly, uh, if the Prophet ﷺ was unaware, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was fully aware. And the sharia was being established. Alright? Ibn Abbas joined him in prayer. If it was not correct, the Prophet ﷺ would not have allowed him. And he would have corrected him later on. And if uh, the Prophet ﷺ did not know, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have made it clear. Right? Because the Sharia was being established. So anyway, this opinion is far from the Sunnah. There's another opinion. The second opinion amongst the scholars is that it is permissible. A person may start his prayer himself and become imam during that prayer. This is permissible in his fard prayer and it is also permissible in his nafl prayer. You understand? It is permissible in his fard prayer, it is also permissible in his nafl prayer. Now for example, over here, this was nafl in the night prayer. right? Now let's say um, uh, there is a person in the masjid he goes in the masjid, there is nobody there. He gives the adhan, uh, he gives the iqama. Nobody there. Now what is he going to do? He's just going to start the prayer himself. Right? Now let's say he's giving the iqama. Okay? Still nobody shows up. But the masjid is big, somebody has entered the masjid. They can hear the iqama. But the imam doesn't know somebody has entered. Now the imam says, okay, nobody's here, I'm just going to start the prayer myself. So he just says Allahu Akbar and he starts the prayer himself. Now he's praying himself. Now the person who walked into the masjid, he knows for sure that he's praying fard. Okay? Can he join him? Of course. What if he doesn't know? What if he missed it completely? He doesn't know whether that man is praying fard or nafl. Can he still join him? Yes, he can. Because the fact is the person who's joining, he doesn't know how this person started his prayer. Is he performing his fard? Is he performing his nafl? He doesn't know. Alright? So he can join him. This is permissible for fard and it is also permissible for nafl. Now each person will have their own niyyah. You understand? Each person will have their own niyyah. Mu'ad bin Jabal used to pray with the Prophet ﷺ and then he would go and lead some other people in Isha prayer. Okay? In, in another masjid. So his first salah was fard and his second was nafl and the people praying behind him they were performing their fard you understand so it doesn't matter whether the niyyah matches or not okay this is permissible in fard and it is also permissible in 
Nafal. Now, some said that, but this happened in Nafal. How can you apply that to Fard? What is permissible in Fard, you can apply in Nafal. But can you apply what is permissible in Nafal to Fard? Yes, you can. What is permissible in prayer in Nafal is also permissible in Fard. Remember that. Unless there is an evidence that proves otherwise. Okay? For example, the Prophet ﷺ, he used to perform prayer uh, while traveling on his camel. Right? On the camel. But which prayer was that? Nafal prayer. Now, does this mean that we can also perform fard prayer on a ride? No, we know that you can't do that. Why? Why can you not apply what is permissible in nafal on the fard? Why can you not do that over here? Because when the Sahaba narrated this incident, they said, they made it clear that the Prophet ﷺ used to pray on his mount غَيْرَ أَنَّهُ لَا يُصَلِّ عَلَيْهَا الْمَكْتُوبَةِ they clarified that he would not perform the maktubah, meaning the fard prayer, on his right. So remember this principle. Whatever is permissible in nafl is also permissible in fard. Okay? Unless there is an evidence that proves otherwise. But this is a general principle. So we see that the Prophet ﷺ was performing nafl prayer. Somebody came and joined him. This was nafl. Can the same rule be applied to fard? Yes. Why? Because there's nothing preventing that. So you see, now for example, a person is praying himself. Okay? He is performing two rakah. That's his intention. Okay? He's in his second rakah. Somebody comes and joins him in the second rakah. Then he becomes the imam. Now this person who's come and joined him, how much salah will he be able to perform with the imam? One rakah, right? So now what is he going to do? When the imam says his salam, he's just going to get up and complete his prayer. Alright? Now, what if the ma'moom, he wanted to perform four rakah? What is he going to do then? Same thing. Just like you do behind an imam. Alright? That as soon as he says the salam, you get up and complete whatever you need to. I mean, in that case then, remember that the ma'moom has to follow the imam. Okay, Mum has to follow the Imam. He cannot say, "Okay, no, I, I, I only want to pray two rakahs, so I'll just stop here." No, he has to follow the Imam. In Ramadan, this happens a lot. That by the time people come into the masjid, the fard is already over, and the taraweeh has begun. So, what should they do? Many people they will not join the Jama'ah. They will pray their isha themselves, and then they will join the Imam. But what should they do? They should join the Imam, all right? And the Imam, he's performing his nafil. But you can perform your fard. It doesn't matter if the intention is different. Alright? If the imam is performing his fard or his nafal, I mean, he doesn't need to change his niyyah. And, I mean, how can he communicate with the other? Would you like me to lead you in four or two? There's no communication. Right? Okay, so these are the two opinions. And then there's a third opinion, which is that some ulama, they allowed it, they made it permissible in nafal prayer, but not in fard. So they said that if a person is performing his nafal, you can join them. Or if you want to perform your nafal, and you see somebody performing prayer, you can join them. But if a person is performing their fard, you cannot join them. Okay? So they differentiated between nafal and fard. But again, how can you know what the intention of the person was? 
You don't know what they're praying. You have no idea. Even if they're praying for, how can you know for sure if they're praying their sunnah or their fard or their nafal? You have no idea. So remember the general principle is that what is permissible in nafal is also permissible in fard. And this was the opinion of Ibn Taymiyyah as well as Sheikh Saadi and Sheikh bin Taymiyyah amongst the recent scholars. Bab ida tawwala al-imamu wa kana lil-rajuli hajatun fakharaja fasalla. Ida tawwala al-imam, tawwala is from? Tawil, tawil is to be long, tawil is to make something long. So tawwala al-imam, the imam lengthens the prayer, meaning he makes the prayer very long. Wa kana lil-rajuli, and for a person who's praying behind him, there is a haja, he has some need, an urgent need to fulfill. Now this person, if he carries on behind the imam, God knows when the salah is going to end. But there is an urgent need that he needs to fulfill. There is no way that he can delay it. So in this situation, can the ma'moom, فَخَرَجَ Can he leave the prayer and فَصَلَّى And then perform his own prayer? Yes, he can. Okay? Now, in the previous bab, we learned about joining the imam. Right? Joining a person in prayer and having them be your imam. This bab is about leaving the imam. Okay? Can you join the imam? Yes, you can. Can you leave the imam? Yes, you can. But there better be a good reason. Haja. Okay? Now, what does it mean by kharaja fasalla? He leaves the prayer of the imam. He, he gets out of that. So when he gets out of that, he has many options. Either he can continue the prayer on his own. So for example... The Imam is reciting Surah Al-Baqarah. He finished Surah Al-Baqarah and he started reciting Surah Ali Imran. And it's still the first rakah. So this man says, Allahu A'lam how much Qur'an he's going to read in the second rakah. I don't have the capacity to do that. So what does he do? He just steps aside and he goes off to the side and he continues the prayer by himself. So from that, you know, Qiyam, he goes on to his rukur, he performs his salah. Let's say it was a second rakah. So, فَخَرَجَ uh, He leaves the imam And what does he do? He moves on to his third rakah and fourth rakah And he ends the prayer Okay, This is one option Another option is فَخَرَجَ That he breaks the prayer He leaves the prayer meaning he breaks it And then فَصَلَّى He prays by himself at his house Or wherever he has to go So for example He's standing next to the imam For example So he just moves back okay, Takes a step back and moves on to the right or to the left Right? And continues by himself. If he's standing behind the imam towards the end of the row or the side of the row, he will just take a step back and move a little away from the jama'ah. Alright? If that's possible, if that is an option. But if he has to walk all the way out of the masjid, because sometimes the masjid may be full, he may not find any room to do that. So then he has to break his prayer. Right? So he breaks his prayer, فَصَلَّى And he prays himself at the back of the masjid, outside the masjid, at his house, wherever. No. Then, then he's just canceled the prayer that he started with the imam and he's going to pray uh, you know, a, a new prayer afterwards right? his own prayer because haja it could be an urgent need right? so for example the imam is uh, performing really really long salah and you know there is sick person at home for example for that reason obviously the person will have to break the prayer but like the phone is ringing continuously continuously I mean it it's going to be an emergency and you don't know how long you're going to be in the prayer let's say there's a person who's a doctor who's on call 
right? He's standing in prayer and the Imam is reciting like a really long surah. If it's a short surah, you know the habit of the Imam, you know that the salah will be over within five minutes. So you know that hopefully it can wait. But if the Imam is performing the salah really long, then he has to break the prayer, right? That a woman, she has a child and she's in a big masjid and the child is crying, okay, nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be heard. Right? Now in that situation, she could lose her child. She really could. You don't know where the child is. He might hurt himself. So in that situation, is she allowed to leave the prayer? Yes, she she is allowed to. I mean, she's allowed to leave the prayer. And I mean, whatever she got of the prayer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is appreciative. Right? I mean, depending on the situation. Now, one thing that needs to be made clear is that when the imam makes the prayer long then there is a haja okay then a person can leave now what is tatwil what is what does it mean to make the prayer long tatwil is when the salah is longer lengthier than the salah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam okay so what was the usual way of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? What was his way? How would he lead? What surahs would he recite? What surahs did he tell people to recite in certain prayers? Hmm? Now, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he did recite long surahs in his nafil. But in fard, did he do that? No, he didn't. I'm talking about surah like, let's say Surah Al-Baqarah. Would he ever recite that in Isha? Never, he wouldn't do that. Surah Al-Misa, would he recite that in Isha? No. He wouldn't. So if a person is reciting Surah Al-Ma'idah, okay, and they're just reciting and reciting and reciting, one page, two pages, and you're like, it's been at least ten minutes. You don't know when the Imam is going to stop. This is what? Tatwil. So Tatwil is ma kharaja anis sunnah. What is over and beyond more than the sunnah. Okay? More than the sunnah. Then there's takhfif. What is takhfif? That which is light, right? To lighten, to keep it short. Uh, and takhfif is ma wafaqa sunnah. What is according to the sunnah. Because there were certain prayers in which the Prophet ﷺ did perform long qiyam. So for example, salatul khusuf. Khusuf prayer, the eclipse prayer. How was that? How was the qiyam? Long. So much so that Asma radiallahu anha, what happened? She fell unconscious because of the heat also and the length of the prayer. And she started sprinkling water on her face as we learned earlier. Right? So that was very, very long. But remember that that was still the sunnah of the Prophet It was an exceptional situation. It was for the eclipse prayer that he performed such long qiyam. Likewise, on Friday, Fajr, the Prophet ﷺ, he would recite Hamim al-Sajda and also Surah Al-Insan. Now they're not short surahs in the sense that half a page long. They're over a page, a page and a half, depending on the size of the Mus'haf, more than a page, almost two pages. Right? Sajda in fact is a bit longer than that, a little over two. So now if the Imam is reciting these two surahs or surahs that are similar to them in length in Fajr prayer, is that tatwil? 
That is not tatwil. That is what? Taqfib. That is keeping the, the salah light according to the sunnah. Alright? Ma wafaqa sunnah. From muwafiq. That which is, that which corresponds to the sunnah. Likewise, we learned that the Prophet ﷺ, he would recite up to a hundred verses in Fajr. Alright? So much so that he would begin the prayer when it was dark. And when he would end the prayer, it would be a bit bright. So people could actually see one another. So that also shows that the Qiyam in Fajr was long. Now, is that Tatwil? Is that making the prayer extra long? No. That is still according to the Sunnah. So that will be considered as Takhfif. Tafrit. What is Tafrit? What is even less than the Sunnah? Okay? So for example, a person is reciting Surah Al-Asr in Fajr. One rakah. Okay? And Surah Al-Kawthar in the other rakah. Salah is valid, but is it according to the Sunnah? No. Is that Tatwil? No. What is it? Tafrit. What is the best way? Takhbib. Tafrit is what is less than the Sunnah. So, uh, reciting less than what the Prophet ﷺ would usually recite in prayer. Yeah. So, for example, for Fajr, the Prophet ﷺ would recite, like I mentioned to you, Surah Al-Insan, right? Uh, so, less than that. For Zuhr, for Asr, for Isha, for Maghrib, inshallah, we can uh, discuss that as to what exactly he would recite. But in many books, you will find that. Inshallah, for Isha, we will learn about which kind of surahs the Prophet ﷺ encouraged people to recite. Okay? Inshallah, the hadith hopefully we will cover today. حدثنا مسلم قال حدثنا شعبة عن عمر عن جابر بن عبد الله أن معاذ بن جبل كان يصلي مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم يرجع فيأم قومه He would go and lead his people. He would perform the prayer with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم then he would go to his people and lead them. The hadith continues وحدثني محمد بن بشار قال حدثنا غندر قال حدثنا شعبة عن عمر قال سمعت جابر بن عبد الله قال كان معاذ بن جبل يصلي مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم يرجع فيأم قومه He would go and lead his people in prayer. فصلى العشاء And one night he went and he led them in prayer. Which prayer was this عشاء? فقرأ بالبقرة and he actually recited Surah Al-Baqarah. So what happened? So a man, he just left, he broke the prayer and he left. So it was as though Mu'adh tanawala minhu. He disliked that. He was upset with that man that why did you leave me in prayer? Why did you do that? Why did you break the prayer when I was leading you? Because it's offensive, right? When a person is leading and here is a man who just leaves the prayer and goes away. فَبَلَغَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So this news, it reached the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فَقَالَ So he said فَتَّانٌ 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 ثَلَاثَ مِرَارٍ Three times he said فَتَّان Who is فَتَّان? One who puts in fitna Meaning you are فَتَّان You are putting people in fitna And فَتَّان A lot of You are putting people in a lot of fitna Then you are putting them in such a difficult situation And you see fitna is what? Stopping the people from the deen. Right? Now when people are going to be led in prayer, and the prayer is going to be made so difficult for them, are they not going to be prevented from participating in jamar? Right? Are they not going to be prevented from uh, completing the salah? Yes. So, فَتَّانٌ 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 سَلَاثَ مِرَارٍ أَوْ قَالَ فَاتِنًا 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 
or he said Fatin. And he instructed him to recite two surahs min awsatil mufassal. From the awsat mufassal surahs. Qala Amrun la ahfaduhuma. Amr said, I do not remember which two surahs it was, but it was two surahs from the awsat mufassal. Now, what do we learn from here? That the Prophet encouraged him to read instead of Surah Al Baqarah, what? Two surahs from, from Awsat Mufassal. Now, Mufassal surahs are those surahs which are to the end of the Quran from Surah Qaf to Surah Al Nas. Surah Qaf to Surah Al Nas. And these are in three sections. Okay? The first part is Tiwal Mufassal, the long Mufassal surahs. And which ones are they? From Surah Qaf to Amma. Okay, Surah Qaf to Amma Yatasa'alun. Surah Naba'. These are which ones? Tiwal Mufassal, the longer of the Mufassal surahs. And you notice that in the Quran, right? It begins with lengthy surahs, and as you reach the end, the surahs become shorter and shorter and shorter, right? Then the second part is Awsat Mufassal. Awsat Mufassal. And these are from Surah Naba' to Surah Duha. So which ones are they? Nazi'at, right? Abasa, Takweer, Infitar, Mutaffifin, Al-Inshiqaq, Al-Buruj, Al-Tariq, Al-A'la, Al-Ghashiya, Al-Fajr, Al-Balad, Al-Shams, Al-Layl, right? So all of these surahs are which ones? Awsat, Mufassal. And the third section is of Qisar, Mufassal. The even shorter ones, Qisar. The shorter ones. And which ones are they? From Surah Al-Duha to Surah Al-Nas. Okay? Now, which ones did the Prophet ﷺ tell Mu'ad bin Jabal to read in Isha? Two from Awsat Mufassal. So, for example, Surah Al-Layl, Surah Al-Shams, together. Okay? Two surahs in one, Raka'ah. Or, um, Surah Al-Naba is long, but it's of medium length, so Surah Al-Naba in one Raka'ah, for instance. Surah Al-Nazi'at, Let's say in broken over two rakah, right? Surah Abasa in one rakah, Takwir in the other rakah. Okay, so these are the surahs that the Prophet ﷺ encouraged him to pray in Risha. and it's an excellent way of reviewing the surahs that one may have memorized, because these long surahs are such that they're also very similar, right? Like Surah Takwir, Surah Al-Infitar, and they're very similar. If you make a habit of reading these surahs in Risha, then inshallah you'll remember them. The only way of retaining them is by reviewing them. And the best way of reviewing them is in the prayer. Right? So if you begin it like this, that one day recite Surah Al-Naba. The next day recite the next surah, the next surah. And this way inshallah uh, you'll also get to review. Yes. Go ahead. You see, uh, unfortunately these days many people, the only time they will hear the Qur'an is in salah at the masjid. That's the only time they'll hear it. Or uh, in Ramadan they will hear it. So the imam will read these surahs, but uh, there are times when he will also read, let's say, a page okay, from Surah Al-Ma'idah, for instance. But it's the same length. You understand? It's a, if it's the same length, inshallah it's according to the sunnah. It is takhfif. But if it's more than that, then it will be tatwil. That is also possible. That is good. That you know, it's the length is according to the sunnah. Okay, but again, the choice of surahs should be closer to the sunnah also. 
Okay? Because that would be better. That would definitely be better, closer to the Sunnah. In fact, I was listening to the lecture by Shaykh of these hadith, and he, was, he said the same thing that some uh, Imam, what they do is that they will read uh, the same length uh, you know, of, the Quran, of, of surahs from the beginning of surah uh, Alif Lamim to Anas, and this way they will review the whole Quran. He said it's good, but what is better is that you read these surahs in Isha. Just like for Fajr, on Friday you will read Sajda and Insan. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ read those surahs. So why not? So he told Mu'adh bin Jabal to read two surahs from uh, uh, the Mufassal surahs in Isha. So closer to the Sunnah is better. But again, if you think about it, when else do people hear the Qur'an? Of course. Yes, from Naba to Duha, these surahs mention the Qiyamah also a lot. And they're also uh, easy to memorize actually. They're easy to memorize. And you see, if people hear these surahs over and over again in Isha, you know, children from a young age, then what will happen? At least they'll memorize these surahs, right? Okay. So we see from this hadith that if a person finds the prayer of the imam too long, and there is an urgent need that he has to fulfill, then he is allowed to break the prayer. There is no sin on him for doing that. Even if the haja becomes, the prayer is too long, I don't have the strength to stand anymore. I'm too sleepy, I'm too tired. These days, for example, Isha is so late. After a whole day of work and a tiring evening, a person goes to the masjid while he's yawning, he's exhausted, and the imam is performing the prayer, but he's reading a very long surah, and the person does not find in himself the strength to stand anymore then why pray with a heavy heart? Right? Why pray with a heavy heart? So if a person leaves a prayer, there's no sin on him. As long as he completes his prayer afterwards. باب تخفيف الإمام في القيام وإتمام الركوع والسجود تخفيف So remember, تطويل is to make it longer than the sunnah. تخفيف is to shorten, but shorten according to how? The sunnah. Keep it, keep it short, but according to the sunnah. So تخفيف الإمام في القيام so the imam in the qiyam he does takhfif meaning he keeps it short but at the same time he doesn't compromise on the prayer so he completes and perfects the ruku' and the sujood because you see either we have a long and relaxed and slow version of prayer or we have a short and rushed and quick version of prayer right in the sense that Qiyam is long, Rukur is long, Sujood is long. Or, Qiyam is very short. So people will read, let's say, Surah Al Asr, which talks about sabr and patience and amul salih, and that is exactly what they're rushing in. Or they will read Surah Al Kawthar, which tells us to pray, Fasalli li rabbika wanhal. Right? But people don't pay attention to the meaning of prayer, of what they're reciting. They will just recite the shortest surah. And in Rukur, also, they will barely go down that they will get up. Sajda also, they'll barely go down that they'll get up. So what do we learn? What's the proper way? Do takhfif, but don't leave anything out from the wajibat. Alright? Shorten the prayer, keep it short, but don't compromise on rukur, on sujood, on the other parts of the prayer. Meaning perform every part completely and properly. The sajda doesn't have to be 10 minutes long. It can be one minute long even. As long as it has sakina. 
حدثنا أحمد بن يونس قال حدثنا زهير قال حدثنا إسماعيل قال سمعت قيسا قال أخبرني أبو مسعود أن رجلا قال والله يا رسول الله A man came to the Prophet وسلم, and he said والله يا رسول الله إني لأتأخر عن صلاة الغدات I stay back from the prayer the morning prayer meaning the fajr prayer why the only reason why I stay back is من أجل فلان because of so and so person مما يطيل بنا because he performs the prayer very very long so because of this reason I don't even go to the masjid I don't even pray in jama'ah and that's the only reason salah is way too long for me I don't have the capacity to stand for that long so the narrator he said Abu Mas'ud he said فَمَا رَأَيْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي مَوْعِظَةٍ I never saw the Prophet ﷺ when giving an advice أَشَدَّ غَضَبًا مِنْهُ more angry than that time meaning he was this was the only time when I saw him so angry when advising people يَوْمَ إِذِنْ that day ثُمَّ قَالَ then he said إِنَّ مِنْكُمْ مُنَفِّرِينَ indeed amongst you are munafireen who are munafireen those who avert people right? who turn people away because of the difficulty that they cause them فَأَيُّكُمْ so any of you مَا صَلَّى بِالنَّاسِ who prays with the people meaning who leads the people in prayer what should he do? فَلْيَتَجَوَّزْ remember this word he should make the prayer short why? فَإِنَّ فِيهِمْ because indeed among them are الضعيف the weak والكبير and the aged the elderly وَذَلْحَاجَةً and people who have certain needs if you have the strength everybody does not have that strength there are people who are weak in their body they have weak legs their back aches they don't have the strength to stand for so long then there are those who are old who are struggling to stay you know to, to stand and pray and there are people who have to go fulfill their needs so keep that in mind and lead the people in prayer how? with تخفيف right? فَلْيَتَجَوَّزْ He should do tajweez. Now what do we learn in this hadith? That first of all this man, he came and complained to the Prophet right? And he said that, I don't go for jama'ah because the salah is too long. The Prophet was not upset with him that you should still go. How can you stay back from jama'ah? Instead the Prophet was upset with who? The imam. So this shows that if there is an imam who habitually leads people in prayer uh, such that the prayer is very very long he's been advised he's been asked to please shorten the prayer but he does not do that and because of this reason there is a person who stays behind from jama'ah is he sinful? the person who's staying behind from jama'ah he is not sinful but the imam is at fault you see from this we learned that tatwil of the imam makes it permissible for a person to stay behind from jama'ah. You understand? It is permissible. And uh, I, I remember when um, once we had gone to the haram and it was maghrib prayer, first salah in the haram on that trip. And I was hoping that you know the salah would be long and nice and beautiful. But again, it was a short. It was a short prayer, meaning the the qiyam was not very long and I was kind of surprised that what's going on people have come here for prayer why isn't the salah long and I, I think I mentioned it to my parents and this is what they pointed out that there are all kinds of people here 
There are women, there are children, there are people who are in the middle of their tawaf, there are people who have been traveling for so long, there are people who have to go eat, there are people who haven't slept in the past 24 hours, there are people who desperately need to go shower, right? It's all sorts of people. So keeping that in mind, the salah is short, but not compromised, right? So over here we see that when the salah is not like that, if it's long and the imam does not get it, he still leads the people such that the salah is very long. Are the people allowed to stay back from jama'ah? Are they allowed? And yes, they are. Yes, that's true. And this shows that the imam should also use wisdom. When he's leading people in prayer, he should keep the salah such that each rakah is consistent, predictable, so that people don't lose heart. I mean, when you go to the haram, you see that the imam... Uh, he is aware of this Whoever the imam is right? the, the, the length of the prayer is always reasonable Always reasonable It was fab, it was maghrib right? For taraweeh Again for taraweeh uh, They pray 20 and people object at that Why don't they pray 8? Because if they prayed 8 and they completed a juz Imagine how long each rakar would be So they pray 20 Why? So that the qiyam is shorter Why shorter qiyam? Because there are all sorts of people praying all sorts of people, right? So, uh, remember this is actually a very positive thing. Okay, and we also see that the Prophet ﷺ was very upset. Very upset. So this shows that the Imam, whoever the Imam is, should be considerate of this. Okay. But again, shortening the prayer does not mean that it's very, very short. It should be shortened according to the Sunnah. Bab إِذَا صَلَّى لِنَفْسِهِ فَلْيُطَوِّلْ مَا شَاءَ if a person is performing the prayer himself, then he can lengthen it as much as he wills. Right? He can read half of the Qur'an even if he wants in one rakah. But if he has the capacity, go ahead and do it. But if he's leading people in prayer, then he has to be considerate of them. And again, the best way is the way of the Prophet ﷺ. Even when he prayed Qiyam, I mean Nafal, when he prayed himself, it wasn't his usual habit that he would read three or four very long surahs in one rakah. حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف قال أخبرنا مالك عن أبي الزنادي عن الأعرج عن أبي هريرة أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا صلى أحدكم للناس فليخفف When one of you leads the people in prayer then he should keep it short and light فإن منهم الضعيف Because indeed among them are weak والسقيم and sick والكبير and old وإذا صلى أحدكم لنفسه And when one of you prays himself فليطول ما شاء Then he can make it as long as he wishes باب من شكى إمامه إذا طول The one who complains about who? The imam When? إذا طول When the imam makes the prayer very long So if the imam is making the prayer very long Are the people allowed to complain? Yes To who? At home amongst their family members What should they do? To the imam Or to the person who can Tell the imam Right? Because this is what we see happened At the time of the Prophet ﷺ. The man He went and complained to the Prophet ﷺ. Why? Because he knew that That sahabi would listen to the Prophet ﷺ. Right? So it is permissible And in fact it should be done Because uh, the person who is leading the people in prayer Who is used to reciting the Quran For him it's not difficult And he doesn't even realize And once he starts, he enjoys it He doesn't want to stop them 
And it may have happened with you as well. That if you're reciting yourself, then you're like, okay, I'll go another page. I'll go another page. Let me just complete this surah. Let me just complete this juz. Right? Because you're the one who's reciting, so you enjoy it. But for the people who are standing behind you listening, for them it can get difficult. Right? So it's necessary to make the imam aware if the people are struggling. So that he can adjust accordingly and everybody can benefit. وَقَالَ أَبُوْ أُسَيْدٍ And Abu Usaid said, طَوَّلْتَ بِنَا يَا بُنَيَّ Oh my son, طَوَّلْتَ بِنَا You have made the prayer very long for us. Because he must have been old compared to his son. So he didn't have in himself the capacity to stand for that long. So he told his son. So it shows it is permissible. One may do that right after the salah. And one may do that afterwards also, whenever it's appropriate. حدثنا محمد بن يوسف حدثنا سفيان عن إسماعيل بن أبي خالد عن قيس بن أبي حازم عن أبي مسعود قال قال رجل يا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم a man said that إني لا أتأخر عن الصلاة في الفجر I stay back from the fajr prayer meaning I don't go to the masjid and pray in jama'ah مما يطيل بنا فلان فيها because of so and so person he performs a prayer too long فغضب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما رأيته غضب في موضع كان أشد غضبا منه يومئذ I didn't see him upset as upset as he was that day ثم قال then he said يا أيها الناس إن منكم منفرين فمن أما الناس فليتجوز فإن خلفه الضعيفة والكبيرة ولا الحاجة so we see the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was very firm because the matter was very serious if you think about Mu'ad bin Jabal also he scolded him فتان not once three times and over here, إِنَّ مِنْكُمْ مُنَفِّرِينَ That one should always be considerate of the people who are behind him, who are with him, who are supporting him, uh, who are inevitably going to be affected by what he's doing. Right? Whether it's in a social gathering or in the prayer, uh, in any situation, he should be considerate of them. But one more thing we must remember is that, you see, the capacity has to be built. Right? It has to be built. So for example, some people might even find Surah Al-Shams very long. They just want, قُلْهُ اللَّهُ أَحَدًا إِنَّا عَطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرِ Right? But that is what? That is on the other extreme. The best way is the way of the Prophet ﷺ. So anything less than that, remember it is not tatwil. Way of the Prophet ﷺ, that is not tatwil. That is something that we have to follow. So yes, there are times when people will complain and they will show that they are not interested. But it's okay. Do it Gradually, gradually They'll get used to it Right? And build it gradually Like for example A child When he goes to school Initially He finds sitting for two minutes Even very difficult But then what happens after? A month The capacity increases After three months Capacity increases even more Right? So that capacity has to be built But again It should not be That we expect too much of people And what is expecting too much of people? that which is more than the sunnah okay hadathana adam ibn abi iyas qala hadathana shu'bah qala hadathana muharib ibn dithar qala sami'tu jabir ibn abdullah al-ansari qala akhbara rajulun binadihain a man came with nadihain what are nadihain camels which kind of camels that are used for agricultural purposes so perhaps these camels were used for irrigation or something like that so binadihain wa qad janaha al-layl and the night had fallen Meaning, it had become dark. Now imagine, a man is coming to the masjid with two of his camels 
and it's obvious he's coming from his field and it has become dark what does that show about this man he's been working all day and he's coming straight from his work right and it's become so late late in the night now what happened فَوَافَقَ مُعَاذًا يُصَلِّي so he joined Mu'adh in the prayer meaning he found Mu'adh performing the prayer so this man فَتَرَكَ نَضِحَهُ he left his نَضِح meaning his camel do you have the word تَرَكَ or بَرَكَ okay so in some versions you'll find تَرَكَ تَرَكَ is that he left them and بَرَكَ is that he made them kneel he made them sit so فَتَرَكَ نَضِحَهُ وَأَقْبَلَ إِلَى مُعَاذ and he went towards Mu'adh meaning in order to join him in prayer فَقَرَأَ بِسُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ أو النساء and Mu'adh bin Jabal he recited surah al-Baqarah or al-Nisa فَانْطَلَقَ الرَّجُلُ so the man he just left وَبَلَغَهُ and it reached him the news reached this man that أَنَّ مُعَادَ النَّالَ مِنْهُ that Mu'adh was upset with him so this man فَأَتَى النَّبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ he came to the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ فَشَكَاءَ إِلَيْهِ he said this three times. فَلَوْلَا صَلَّيْتَ Then why did you not perform the prayer? بِسَبِّحِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ الْأَعْلَى With Surah Al-A'la وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا With Surah Al-Shams وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَى With Surah Al-Layl فَإِنَّهُ يُصَلِّ وَرَاءَكَ الْكَبِيرُ وَالضَّعِيفُ وَذُلْحَاجَةِ All sorts of people pray behind you. Old, weak, people who have certain needs to fulfill. So the narrator he said, أَحْسِبُ هَذَا فِي الْحَدِيثِ I think this was part of the hadith. قَالَ أَبُوْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ مَنْ بُخَارِي سَبْ وَتَابَعُهُ سَعِيدُ بْنُ مَسْرُوقٍ وَمِسْعَرٌ وَالشَّيْبَانِيُّ قَالَ عَمْرٌ وَعُبَيْدُ اللَّهِ بْنِ مِقْسَمٍ وَأَبُوْ الزُّبَيْرِ عَنْ جَابِنٍ قَرَأَ مُعَادٌ فِي الْعِشَاءِ بِالْبَقَرَةِ So the narrator he said that Mu'ad actually recited Baqarah, not Nisa. وَتَابَعُهُ الْأَعْمَشُ عَنْ مُحَارِبٍ Because early there was a confusion. It was either Baqarah or Nisa. So another narrator he said it was Baqarah. Now we see that the Prophet ﷺ, he accepted the complaint. Hmm? And he showed his great disapproval. And he showed it with anger. Because sometimes, sometimes a little bit of anger is effective. But sometimes, not all the time. Right? Because the purpose was islah, correction, for the good of people. باب الإجاز في الصلاة وإكمالها الإجاز Earlier we learned the word فليتجوز So إجاز is to shorten So shortening the prayer but at the same time paying attention to its إكمال perfection also Alright In other words performing the minimum Okay Performing the minimum so keeping it short but complete Not that in trying to shorten the prayer one leaves out certain portions completely. So for example, in the first, second rakah, a person, a person is reciting only Surah Al-Fatiha in order to keep the prayer short. Is that correct? No. He should recite Surah Al-Fatiha and also another surah. Complete the prayer. حدثنا أبو معمر قال حدثنا عبد الوارثي قال حدثنا عبد العزيز عن أنس قال كان نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يوجز الصلاة ويكملها. He would keep the prayer short but he would also perform it perfectly. باب من أخف الصلاة عند بكاء الصبيه The one who shortened the prayer on the بكاء الصبي What is بكاء? Crying أبو الصبي Children Meaning he hears children crying Babies crying So what does he do? He shortens the prayer Now the previous chapters were about keeping the prayer short In consideration of who? 
people who are standing in prayer. They might be old, they might be weak, they might be sick, they might have something to do. So being considerate of them, shorten the prayer. Now this bab is about keeping the salah short while being considerate of who? Are the children performing the prayer? Okay, the mother is. But how many mothers are there? And how many mothers actually have babies who are crying? Maybe one or two? Maximum four? I mean, compared to the jamara, compared to the people who are performing the salah, that's a very, that's a very, very small minority. Right? And even if the child is crying, the mother can still carry on her prayer and she can hold the baby and carry on the, and continue the prayer, right? So this bab is about mainly who? About who? The people who are going to be affected because of the salah. Shortening the prayer because of crying children. Crying children are not praying. They're not praying the salah. But they're going to be affected by the length of the salah. They are going to be affected by the length of the salah. So you see, salah will be shortened. Hmm? Why? When there is even one person who needs the prayer to be shortened because of his situation. Alright? Now, sometimes a person might say, Oh, Isha is very late. Everybody's come back from work. So let's keep it short because majority of the people are tired and exhausted. Majority. Okay, another situation could be that there are three people who are very tired right now or there's an uncle who's very old. So because of him, we will shorten the prayer. Now, majority, three people, one person even, if he's part of the congregation and his situation is such that he cannot perform the salah for a very long time, then what do we learn from this? Salah will be shortened even because of who? One person. And salah will be shortened even because of those people who are not praying the salah, but who will be affected by the salah. You see the beauty over here? And who are they? The children. حدثنا إبراهيم بن موسى قال أخبرنا الوليد قال حدثنا الأوزاعي عن يحيى ابن أبي كثير عن عبد الله بن أبي قتادة عن أبيه أبي قتادة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إني لأقوم في الصلاة Indeed I stand in the prayer أريد أن أطول فيها And I wish to make the prayer long فأسمع بكاء الصبي Then I hear the crying of a baby فأتجوز في صلاتي Then I shorten the, my prayer كراهية Out of dislike أن أشق على أمه That I will make it difficult for his mother. His mother will be in difficulty. This is the only reason why I shortened the prayer. تابعه بشر بن بكر وابن المبارك وبقية عن الأوزاعي. Next hadith is also similar. حدثنا خالد بن مخلد قال حدثنا سليمان بن بلال قال حدثنا شريك بن عبد الله قال سمعت أنس بن مالك يقول ما صليت وراء إمام قط. I have never performed a prayer behind any imam ever. أَخَفَّ صَلَاةً That was lighter وَلَا أَتَمَّ Nor perfect مِنَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وسلم. Than the prayer of the Prophet ﷺ Meaning I have never prayed behind anybody Whose prayer was shorter And more perfect Than the prayer of the Prophet ﷺ Meaning his prayer was always short And it was always perfect 
And if he would hear the crying of a child, he would shorten the prayer. Out of fear that his mother would be in fitna. Earlier we learned, here, fitna. That she won't be able to concentrate in prayer. Have you ever been in a situation where you're somewhere and your child is crying and it's embarrassing? You want to get out of that situation but you can't also? You don't know whether you should attend to your child or you should do what you're doing. You cannot focus at all. And the child, if he's crying, that means he just wants you. And sometimes the child, all he wants is that you look at him. You just look at him. Or you just sit with him. Right? And he's not going to stop crying until you look at him. And you cannot do that in the salah. So while you're praying, can you focus? It's so difficult. It's so difficult. So the Prophet ﷺ was so considerate that he would shorten the prayer just because of the crying of babies. حَدَّثْنَا عَلَيْهِ بْنُ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ قَالَ حَدَّثْنَا يَزِيدُ بْنُ زُرَيْعٍ قَالَ حَدَّثْنَا سَعِيدٌ قَالَ حَدَّثْنَا قَتَادَ أَنَّ أَنَسَ بْنَ مَالِكٍ حَدَّثَهُ أَنَّ النَّبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالَ إِنِّي لَأَدْخُلُ فِي الصَّلَاةِ وَأَنَا أُرِيدُ إِطَالَتَهَا I enter the prayer meaning I begin the prayer and I intend to make it long فَأَسْمَعُ بُكَاءَ الصَّبِيْهِ Then I hear the crying of a child فَأَتَجَوَّزُ فِي الصَّلَاةِ I shorten it مِمَّا أَعْلَمُ Because I know مِنْ شِدَّةِ وَجْدِ أُمِّهِ مِنْ I know the shidda of the wajd I know the intensity of the anxiety of the mother I know what anxiety she's experiencing because her child is crying. Min bukaihi. This was the Prophet ﷺ. He understood that a woman will be anxious when the child is crying. And women really become very anxious when their babies are crying. You know, like a woman is in the house cooking something and she'll hear and she will run. Yes, sometimes other women are insensitive. I mean, they see a child crying and the mother is kind of getting worried, but they say, no, no, I'll hold the baby. The baby needs the mother. People get upset with the mother. You should not be here in the masjid. Well, a very beautiful lesson. Jazakallah khair for pointing that out. It happens many times. We see that the Prophet ﷺ is shortening the prayer because a child is crying and the child needs the mother and the mother is getting anxious. But sometimes what happens? The mothers even don't care about their children. They're talking on the phone or they're you know, on the computer or doing something and the child is crying but they will not pay attention. And this will actually affect the child. The child will develop certain insecurities even. right? So if the prayer is being shortened to attend to the child, why can we not cut short our conversation on the telephone or the work that we're doing to pay attention to the child at that moment? Right? Salatul Jumu'ah is not mandatory on women. They were not required to go to the masjid. But whenever they came, the women came to the masjid, they were welcomed. Even in this way, the Prophet ﷺ accommodated the women to such an extent that he would shorten the prayer because of a crying child. It is these minorities that are usually neglected, right? Like we learned earlier, Al-Kabir, the elderly, Al-Da'if, the weak ones, Right? Likewise, Saqim, sick person, the Haja, person who has a need, and here about a mother, women. But this is why the women were able to raise such children because they went to the masjid from such a young age and they loved the Prophet ﷺ also the children because he accommodated them so beautifully. 
حدثنا محمد بن بشار قال حدثنا ابن أبي عدي عن سعيد عن قتادة عن أنس بن مالك عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إني لأدخل في الصلاة فأريد إطالتها فأسمع بكاء الصبي فأتجوز مما أعلم من شدة وجد أمه من بكائه وقال موسى حدثنا أبان حدثنا قتادة حدثنا أنس عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مثله Now from this we see that the prayer may be shortened when there is a need in, it, in the salah Right? Someone is crying Someone you know, got hurt There is an emergency And for that reason The imam he shortens the prayer That is completely permissible Now on the same note The ulama said Salah may even be made long In order to accommodate certain people The salah may be lengthened In order to accommodate certain people How? For example A person is leading the salah He is reciting a surah Right? And he's about to reach the end of the surah. And he knows that people are coming in the masjid, in the musalla in order to join. Now if he ends the surah and goes into rukur, they've missed the rakar. Right? Or according to other scholars, if he gets up from the rukur, they've missed the rakar. So he starts reciting very slowly. Or he says, you know what, let me just add to the ikhlas. They'll be able to catch the Rakah. Can he do that? Yes, he can. But not that he keeps doing it for the next 15 minutes so that everybody can catch the first rakah because then who will be suffering? Those who came first. Right? So, salah may be shortened in order to accommodate people and it may also be lengthened in, in order to accommodate certain others. But this really depends on the situation and the imam should use his wisdom at that moment. Yeah, they're walking in even after the salah is over. So how much can the imam wait? Alright? Alright, inshallah we'll conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.